welcome or welcome back to And Everything In Between. I'm your host, Mela. I'm not gonna lie, guys, it is almost 9 p.m. right now, 21 o'clock for some of my other listeners, depending on where you live, but it is nighttime. So why am I recording a podcast episode on Sunday night? I honestly don't know. I don't know. Well, actually, I do know. So basically, I was supposed to record it this morning, and I set my alarm to wake up and record it. And I ended up just turning my alarm off, and I just kept sleeping, because I can't wake up early, okay? I'm not a morning person. If I set an alarm, I can't do it. I also went to bed at 3 a.m., and I was like waking up at 10, seven hours of sleep. Mm, That's what I was doing for school, even less towards the end of the school year, but... Now I need my good 10 hours of sleep minimum during the summer. So I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely not waking up. So that's why I'm recording now because then I went to the pool with my friend all day and it's actually been the first time all summer that I went to the pool. So, or that I've gone to the pool. So yeah, that's what I was doing today. And I'm just so happy because I'm just not stressed right now. And I haven't been not stressed in so long, like, I can't even remember what it's like to not have a test to be studying for, but I finally don't, and I'm just so happy. So, yeah, I'm just really happy, and I honestly love the nighttime. I mean, I'm sitting here in my cozy room with my cozy fairy lights. I have a candle. It smells so good. The scent is jasmine, sea salt, and wood, so it's very subtle, but very relaxing and calming. Sometimes strong candles, I love candles, like I'm a candle girly, but sometimes strong candles are a little bit too much, and this is just really nice and relaxing. But anyways, enough about the candles. I also, just a quick update, I feel like I haven't gotten to actually sit down and talk because my last episode, I did an interview with my grandma, and then the episode before that, well, it was a technically a bonus episode because I just submitted it to a podcast contest, so who knows, but yeah, I just had to make that, so it had to be five minutes or less, so that's what that little long kind of titled episode is. Um, I previously talked about the content in it a little bit in a different episode of Conformity, but that was what I wanted to do for the podcast contest. So yeah, that's an explanation, but I also, I finally got around to uploading and everything in between's website, which is and everything in between podcast.wordpress.com. I know it's a long title, but I have to pay to have my own domain because I made it with WordPress so they like have their name in the URL. So I have to pay for my own domain and I don't know if I want to do that. I might do it. I might do it though because and everything in between podcast.com is just so much smoother than .wordpress.com, so I don't know, but go check out the website if you want to. I'm gonna be posting um, under Get Involved on the, there's like a menu bar and it says Get Involved. There is a little section where you can fill out if you want to hear a certain prompt or you can write what you want me to make an episode about and I will see it and I will also post what an episode I'm making is going to be about and you can ask questions related to that topic. So if you want to get involved, that would be a great way to do it. 
But without further ado, let's get into the content of today's episode, which are, which is mindsets that I live by. And you guys know I always talk about where I get inspiration from the episode that I'm doing. And let me tell you, so I was scrolling on TikTok as, as I always do, I can't get myself to delete the app because then it will delete my drafts and TikTok does that to keep people, to keep people using it. But anyways, that's a different conversation. Um, I was scrolling on TikTok and I came across this video of this girl and she was duetting someone, someone else's video. And that person's video was talking about Amazon gadgets or just Amazon devices that you need in your kitchen. And the girl was basically following this trend of de-influencing, where you say the negative things about a product in order to tell someone to save their money and to advise them not to buy the product. And it's kind of this fight back against materialism that the internet has taken, although sometimes it kind of backfires because someone will say, you don't need this, buy this instead, it's way better. So that kind of ruins the whole purpose of de-influencing, but essentially that's what this girl was doing. So she was basically just saying very bluntly, straight up, here's why this product is bad. Here's why you don't need this. So for example, I think there was something that it was very similar to like an apple peeler And she was like, you don't need that. You most likely already have an apple peeler that will work just fine. And it's way cheaper. And she's just saying all the reasons why you don't need each product. And it's very brief. It's blunt. She's not saying, well, it could be good for this. Nope. She's just saying the negative things about it. And I tried to go back and find the TikTok video, but I, that was from like a week ago, I think. So I can't find it. But that mindset, like her way of de-influencing and kind of fighting this materialistic desire that we all seem to have, especially on the internet, it really stuck with me. And so ever since I've seen that video, I've just been doing that exact same thing she's doing anytime I see something I want to buy. So for example, I, well, I've always talked about, I think, how I struggle with overconsumption. For me, my overconsumption habits, I love to buy makeup. I love buying new makeup. And it's a problem because not only can makeup be very expensive, but there are so many other things I could be buying with my money. Like I could literally be buying clothes. I feel like clothes are a better investment because I know I'll wear them for longer. Makeup is non-essential, but I do enjoy it. But that's something I've struggled with is anytime I walk into Target, I'm just immediately drawn to the makeup section and somehow, you know, another lip gloss gets checked out, another random product, another like skincare product gets checked out that I don't necessarily need. And I've always struggled with this. I feel like I've definitely started to kind of buy into overconsumption in the past couple years, which I'm not the most proud of, but I just always see something and I'm very easily influenced, which is not a good trait to be easily influenced. But this mindset has helped me dramatically. So let me give you a couple of examples of what I've been doing 
what I've been saying to myself that that girl was saying. So for example, there is this trend right now of these phone cases and it's these phone cases are expensive. I mean, I don't know the actual price. I believe it's around $80. Don't quote me on that, but somewhere around there. So expensive, very expensive for a phone case. And basically it has this certain material on the back of it that allows you to stick little gems on. So what people are doing is they're taking little shells or little pearls or just really cute charms and they're sticking it to the back of this material to make this really cute phone case. And it's really cute. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I saw it and I was like, ooh, that looks so cute. I really want it. But I was like, okay, there's no way I'm paying that much money for a phone case. But then I found this Etsy shop that makes those phone cases for like way cheaper. And I was like, ooh, I really want to buy one. But then I was like, okay, I know I don't need a new phone case. And I was like, all right, let me do what this girl did and just lay out the facts, the solid, unbiased facts. Fact number one, that phone case is a microtrend. I only like it because I'm seeing other people have it and that makes me want it as well so that I can say, oh yeah, I have this trendy item and I want it because other people make it look very aesthetic. You know, they're at the beach and they put their phone case in the sand and, you know, it just looks like a very aesthetic way to display the phone case and there's a pretty song in the background. But realistically, the phone case is a microtrend. I won't like it in a couple months. It doesn't fit in my back pocket because it's very bulky. And it's honestly going to be way heavier carrying my phone. There, I laid out the facts. And when I actually just lay out the unbiased facts, when I just put aside how much I like this phone case and I just simply say what any normal person would say looking at it, then I realize I don't really want this phone case. I don't need this phone case and I'm not going to buy it. Another example I have is there's this brand called Durf Avenue and it was founded by a Swedish influencer named Matilda Durf and I love her videos. I think she's a sweet person. Well, of course I don't know her, but you know, I love her YouTube videos. Um, she's also on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram. So she's an influencer. And so she has, she also has her own clothing line and she has this really cute robe, like really cute. And I love the print so much. It's like the summer, I think it's called the summer berries robe or something. And I want it so bad, but it is $125. And again, I'm like, I I just don't think I can justify paying $125 for a rope, but it's so cute. I really want to buy it. Okay, let's lay out the facts. You only want the robe because of the brand, because of the brand name. And you want the robe because you see other people, again, wearing it on TikTok. But realistically, you can get a way better robe for way cheaper, one that's going to last you longer, that's going to be a lot softer material because I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, the robe is made of terry cloth and I could get like a fleece robe or some lined robe that's way cheaper. Um, I could get a robe that I would be more likely to wear in winter. I'm less likely to wear a very summer, a summer print in the winter when it's 10 degrees outside. 
So when I lay out the facts of that, I'm like, I just don't think it's worth me paying $125 for this robe. And I've just been doing that so often. Like literally, I every single thing I want to buy, I lay out the facts. If I can't find enough facts or if there's only one thing, I'm like, okay, I actually really like this. And that's a sign that, yeah, I could buy it and that would not be a bad decision. I would actually be buying it because I liked it. But at least for me, it's been very hard to differentiate when I like something or when I have some ulterior motives to buying something such as it's trendy and I secretly or subconsciously just want to fit in with the trends or I subconsciously just romanticize the idea of this shirt, but really it would just not fit me. Similarly, there was this girl that was going to stores that are known for fast fashion, such as H&M, and she was also de-influencing by kind of saying how poor the material was and the stitching and saying, you know, this is going to fall apart or there's loose threads here, this doesn't look good, this wrinkles easily, this you're buying something, you're buying these trousers that you want to look professional, but they don't, so you better invest in something that will actually last you longer. And just her also saying, don't waste your money on these fast fashion clothes, don't waste your money on this, this is what's wrong with the product, don't be fooled by how cute it looks on the outside. Think about the actual product and what how it's going to be used. And I just think this mindset has literally changed my life. I have not been able to stop thinking about things in an unbiased way, laying out the facts and saying, you know what, this is going to be a really poor purchase. So I strongly advise you, if you also struggle with overconsumption, I'm literally like, this will change your life, this mindset. It's so helpful, but you have to be honest with yourself. You know, you can't, I feel like you can't say, oh, but I really want it. You can't let your love for something that you want to buy get in the way. You have to just say, what are the facts? What would any normal person say about this thing that I'm going to buy? And it will help you tremendously. So that's my first mindset that I'm going to be living by literally forever. Thank you to that girl on TikTok. I don't think, I don't even think she knows how big of an impact that had on me, but wherever she is, I don't even remember her username, but thank you for that. Okay, my next mindset that I live by is life is what you make it. And I know this is corny, like I feel like a lot of people say this, but it's so true. If you don't make plans to go hang out with people, if you are complaining that your summer is so boring, but you don't go outside, And if you don't spice up your days, your life will be really boring. And I feel like for me, it's definitely easy to fall into a very consistent routine, especially when I have this extended period of time where I don't have much to do. Like obviously in the summer, I still have things to do, but not to the extent that I do in the school year. I don't have those same or the same amount of responsibilities. So I often find myself sleeping until 11 then going on my phone for an hour, and then getting dressed, getting ready for the day. And then it's like I have a few hours in the afternoon. I'm like, what do I do in the afternoon? And recently, I have been feeling a little bit bored. Like, what do I do now? And I hate that I feel bored because I 
because when I'm really busy with school and stuff, all I wish for is that it was summer and that I did have nothing to do. But it's weird when you actually get to the point where you have nothing to do. It's like, oh, I want it back. Like, I want the busyness back. So it's kind of weird. But you have to vary your routine and you have to force yourself to go do things that you don't do every day. And when I say vary your routine, it doesn't have to be like, okay, we're booking a plane ticket to New York City. No, no. I mean, like, drive to Barnes & Noble and read some books or take your pet on a walk or go get ice cream, have a little ice cream date with yourself. Do something that you don't do every day. That's not a part of your routine. Because if you make an active effort to make your life more fun and more interesting, it will be more fun. It will be more interesting. Not to mention, I feel like humans, we need we need routines, but we also need a bit of variability. Or variability. What? Wow, I haven't been in school for a couple weeks and I'm losing my mind. Variation. We need that variation in our lives. So add that variation because if you add that variation, you're just going to notice your life is a lot more interesting and you have interactions with different people and you have a story to tell at the end of the day. And I'm not saying that it's bad to have chill days where you really don't do anything, but it's different when those chill days are just your normal routine. If your normal routine is being super active, then you having a chill day is mixing it up. It's making your life, again, more varied. So that's what I mean by this life is what you make it. And that's why, in my opinion, everyone, no matter your age, I don't care how old you are, how young you are, it doesn't matter. This isn't just a child thing. Everyone should be making summer bucket lists. I made a summer bucket list, okay? It's not very interesting. Like, it doesn't have the most exciting things on it, but it has things that I don't get to do every day. Like, one of the things on my summer bucket list was have a pool day, which I did today. And I had so much fun, even though I wanted to sleep in more and I just wanted to chill. I got myself up, I went with my friend to the pool, and I had so much fun. And what are some other things on my summer bucket list? I guess I'll give some ideas. Um, I, I had jewelry making. Also, learning a new skill. The summer is a perfect time to maybe start learning a new language or start learning a new instrument or start learning some really niche skill like candle making or do some DIY craft projects. I saw this really cool video on TikTok of this girl who took shells and she made a eyeshadow or a highlighter palette out of the shells. So she had a shell and then I think in the shell she had three more mini shells that she put like the product in and it's just so cool. Like that's a fun activity. That's different and it's not extremely, you don't have to have so put so much effort into doing that. So just summer bucket lists, you know, different things to do. Spice up your routine. I also think that sometimes it's very easy to confine ourselves to our little bubble, whether that's your house or wherever you live, or you're just staying, hanging out with the same people, your same friends, um, going to the same restaurant, or just spending time within your own community. And that's great, but I feel like when we look at other things that are around us that we may not have known, we get to experience things 
I don't even know what I'm trying to say. We get to experience very unique things. For example, there was this amazing vintage fair happening in Columbus that I didn't know about. And I really wanted, like, I would have gone if I knew about it. But that's just another thing. If I'd taken the time to look at events that were happening in a different city or a city near me, then I could have discovered or I could have had like much more meaningful experiences. I could have had a great time and, you know, gotten out of my little bubble of where I live, gotten out of my community bubble. So I feel like just looking around, you know, flea markets, go to garage sales, do spontaneous things that are outside of your bubble, whether that's your neighborhood or just your apartment or your house or just whatever. Also, I feel like doing spontaneous things is a great way to make your life so much more fun. When I say doing spontaneous things, that could just be seeing a path that you're walking down saying, hmm, I wonder what's down this path. Let's go. Or just being bored. It's night and you decide to go on a nighttime bike ride. I actually think I'm going to add that to my bucket list, going on a nighttime bike ride because I just feel like that looks really fun, but just something different. I feel like I've said the same thing for like five minutes now, but hopefully you took away something from that. The next mindset that I live by is kind of a reminder, and it's this reminder that productivity looks different for everyone. And it's not this one-size-fits-all kind of mold. And I feel like it's very easy to let ourselves think that it is a one-size-fits-all kind of situation. It's very easy to think that If you're not waking up at 8 a.m. and going to the gym and then coming back and making yourself a matcha and then doing your work or whatever you're doing and then watching a movie and winding down, if that's not your day, you're not being productive. And I just think this is something that I've tried to kind of rewire in my own mind because I think I've talked about this before, how I tried to wake up at 8 a.m. This was actually, was it last? It was either last summer or the summer before last summer. I forget. But basically, I would wake up at like 8 a.m. I don't know why. I genuinely have no idea. Like I said, I'm not a morning person. And even then, when I was doing this, not a morning person. But I woke up at like 8 a.m. for three days in a row just to see, just to, again, change up my routine. But also... And mainly because I thought it would make me more productive. If I got my work started earlier, then I could enjoy myself, have more time to myself to do what I wanted later in the day. But that didn't really work for me because then I crashed way earlier because I can't stay up for that long. And I realized that just because I wake up late, like when I say late, I mean 11 a.m., okay? That's that's pretty late, I would say. Usually at 11 a.m. in school, I'm, I've am i had like three classes. So yeah, uh, that's kind of late for me. But normally, I feel guilty when I wake up late. I'm like, oh, I just wasted half my day. So when you view it like that, like you're wasting time, you could be productive, that's counteractive. And it's not beneficial. Because you have to think about the other end of it. You're waking up late, but you're most likely also staying up later. So whereas other people, 
use their time in the morning when they're up early to do productive things and then they go to bed earlier, you are going to bed later and using your time when other people may be sleeping to do productive things or just do your own thing, whatever you consider productive. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that you should take away from this mindset is productivity is okay if it's later in the day. Productivity is okay if it's at 9 p.m. I'm literally recording this podcast at 9 p.m. and I'm still just as productive as if I were to record it earlier. I just am a night person. I do things at night. I feel like my mind is very sharp at night as well, except when I haven't been getting a lot of sleep. Then I'm like dead tired. But normally, if I'm getting my normal 10 hours of sleep, I'm very productive at night. My mind is very sharp. And I actually have a story. And this is kind of funny because it's just a well-known fact about me with one of my friends is that I do my homework or I guess my studying at night. And this is only when I don't have school the next day. And so like summer break, obviously don't have school the next day. So I'm studying for the SAT. I'm doing my SAT questions. I started them at midnight. I'm not even lying. I started my SAT questions at midnight. And I told my friend, and my friend is like, Mela, you're crazy. Mela, go to bed. Like, that is crazy. Because she doesn't work the same way that I do. She doesn't start her work. She doesn't do her SAT questions at 12 a.m. But it's because I am very productive at night. At night, I clean my room. At night, I, you know, brainstorm ideas for what I'm going to talk about in this podcast. At nighttime, I can't think of other things I do, but I am very productive at night. I was working on the website for and everything in between at night because that's just who I am. And when you accept that you're just as productive no matter what time of day you do your tasks, I feel like that is a step in the right direction. That is a step to being content with yourself. Also, productivity culture related kind of side note, you don't always need to be productive. I feel like for me especially, I tend to section off my day by hour. I'm like, okay, in this hour, I'm going to be filming my podcast or recording my podcast. And then the next hour, I'm going to be making my resume, which is something I need to do. And I have not done that yet, but that'll get done. But it's just this pattern of sectioning off my day. And that can become really exhausting because oftentimes we consider giving ourselves an hour to wind down as wasted time, time that could be spent studying, time that could be spent working or taking care of siblings or kids or whatever. But we have to remind ourselves that in order for the time that we're actually being productive to be worthwhile and to be meaningful, we have to give ourselves times where we allow ourselves not to be productive. We have to give ourselves those hours where we have nothing planned because those are that's the time that we chill. And what I've been doing is when I get home from school, I get home from school at like 2 p.m. When I get home from school, I am not doing anything. 
I'm going on my phone, I'm chilling, I'm having a snack because I just need to like mentally decompress, especially if I've had like a bunch of tests. I just don't understand how someone can come home from six hours of school and then do homework for another god knows how long, you know, two to five hours, anything within that range. So just saying saying to myself, I'm not doing my homework until 5 p.m. And from two to five, those are my three hours to just do nothing, to go on a bike ride, to read my book outside, to go on my phone and have a snack. Then that time allows me to recharge. So then when I do do my homework, that time is being spent very productively because I've given myself a rest. So that's the point I'm trying to make here. Productivity culture can be very toxic and we just have to give ourselves that break. My next mindset that I live by is the do it now mindset. This means that you should do something now and not save it for later. Oftentimes we are always waiting for the perfect time to do something. And even this can apply to people too. We're waiting for the perfect friend. We're waiting for the perfect partner to come our way. So we are shoving other people aside or not giving other people as much attention or just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm here to tell you that you should never wait. You should never wait or shove someone aside or say, you know what, you're not my ideal friend because there's never going to be a perfect time. And we as humans are such perfectionists that we continue to raise our expectations and expect that we will have this perfect person or this perfect event or this perfect outfit for your graduation that we don't buy this other dress that we really liked or we don't give as much to the friendship of a person who was still a really good friend or We don't decorate the table for a meal that was still really good because there's always a better recipe that would make for a better occasion. And we just have to get out of that mindset. We have to remind ourselves that there is no perfect time. We can't have these insanely high expectations because they can't be reached. And the only way to go from there is down. Whereas if you have medium expectations, for example, I'm going to go biking when it's 60 degrees, at least 60 degrees, even though I would really like it to be 70 degrees. Then you're pleasantly surprised because the sun comes out and it feels a lot warmer than 60 degrees. Whereas if you want it to be 70 degrees in March and you live in Ohio like me and it's obviously not going to be 70 degrees in March, you can only end up getting disappointed by those high expectations. So that's what I'm saying now, is just do it now. Appreciate what you have now. Don't don't wait for that perfect time. I have always wanted everything to be perfect, and I feel like a lot of people want that as well. But I personally, I remember like every year on my birthday, I always want to have like the perfect birthday. I want the weather to be perfect. I want there to be no problems. I don't want to be disappointed by anyone. I want to see my friends and I want to have a really cute outfit. I want to have a good hair and a good makeup and a good mascara day. 
If you are a girl, then you know what I mean by a good mascara day. And I just want to have a great birthday. But every time I raise my expectations so high and then something minor happens, but because it's not perfect, I feel like majorly disappointed. I'm like, wow, it's my birthday. It's supposed to be perfect. And something happened. I just tripped and I scraped my knee. This is not perfect. And then suddenly it's like, for me at least, it feels like the whole day is ruined. And I feel like I've at least seen this so much on TikTok of people saying, why do I cry every year on my birthday? And I think I can answer that question. I think it's because we hold too high of expectations for ourselves, for the people around us, for an event, for the weather, for things we can't control. And so when things don't go exactly our way, it's like reality comes crumbling down and it's like, oh, wow, maybe life isn't always as perfect as I thought and that kind of sucks. So we just have to recognize nothing is ever perfect and take advantage now. And I have an example of this from my own life. Um, I really wanted ice cream a few nights ago, but I was like, you know what? It's kind of late for ice cream. It's like 8 p.m. It's getting a little buggy outside. I would have preferred to go when the sun was out and it's hotter and so I feel like I appreciate the ice cream more. That's like the perfect time of day for me to get ice cream. And the weather was nicer tomorrow anyways and I didn't have a lot of things to do the next day, but I still had stuff to do when I got home. But I was like, you know what? I want ice cream. This is as good of a time as never this is a good of a time as never. This is a good of a, this is good as a time as ever to go get ice cream. So I went and got ice cream and I really enjoyed it because I just said, you know what? I'm going to do it now. I'm going to get ice cream now because I want it now. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait for the perfect day, the perfect time of day tomorrow because probably my plans will not go as I expected. And I'm really glad I got ice cream on that day. That's just a little experience that kind of relates to what I'm talking about. And personally, my pet peeve, like a big pet peeve, is when people wait for things. When people, like, when people say, when I'm making friends with my plans, especially, oh, the weather doesn't look great. Let's save that for another day. Or they say, oh, I really want to do that at the end of summer as like a celebration. Let's not do it now. And then we never end up doing it. And I don't know if that's just me and my friends or if that's everyone, but I just hate now when my friends are like, oh, I don't want to do that now. Let's save that. Like, no, let's go now. Let's go out to eat now. Let's be spontaneous. There's no time like the present. So that mindset I feel very passionate about. The next mindset I want to talk about is nothing is as embarrassing as you think it is. And I know everyone says this, everyone says it, it's like, okay, but it is. But if I trip on my face in front of a bunch of strangers, that's embarrassing. But you really just have to teach yourself to let go of that feeling and to tell yourself everyone does embarrassing things, okay? Literally everyone. Everyone has farted in public before. Everyone has said something and had a voice crack before in front of their class during a presentation, okay? Those types of things happen to everyone, and they happen to everyone on the daily. And if you think about all of those embarrassing moments, 
you are going to be drowning. Like you will never be happy because there's always going to be something else. You can't prepare for it. So accepting the fact that it's just funny, like everyone goes through it and no one's going to be paying attention to it except for you. Accepting that and understanding that is so freeing. I have a story, another story. So this friend, I went to visit her at work and she was with her two co-workers and her co-workers are like kind of a lot old, not a lot older than her, but they're in college and obviously my friend and I were in high school and so I was eating my cookie. I had like, I because I got a cookie from where she works, I had like crumbs on my face and I walk over to her co-workers. I'm like, hi, I'm Mayla. It's nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so's friend and my coworker, my coworker, my friend was looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, that's so embarrassing. But I was just laughing because it really is not a big deal. So what? I had crumbs on my face and I sounded like a little kid introducing themselves to someone, to someone else at the playground. It really doesn't matter. People do stupid things all the time. Don't beat yourself up over one thing. Now, I understand that people tend to be more embarrassed when we're alone, myself included. And another little story, so I was driving, wait, this was actually the night that I went to get ice cream, so that's kind of funny, <laughs> but I was driving and I completely ran over the curb with my car, like completely. This has also happened when I was exiting my school parking lot and probably like a dozen more times. So kind of a frequent experience for me. But I hit the curb with my car and there were like these people eating outside at this restaurant that all saw it. And my window was down so they could see my face. And I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. But then five seconds later, I'm like, you know what? Everyone that's sitting there with their license has probably done the exact same thing. It just happens to everyone. So I just said, whoops, and I just started laughing in my car alone. And I honestly, I am glad that it played out that way. I'm glad that I didn't really think about it for much longer because now that I tell the story, it's just a funny story. And I feel like the same can be said for all embarrassing things. For example, my friend, she liked someone's Instagram post this is like the same friend, by the way, like literally all these people I'm talking about, it's like the same friend. But so my friend, she liked someone's Instagram post from like a while ago, like months ago. And she called me, she's like, Mela, oh my God, this, this is the end of the world. I just liked so-and-so's Instagram post. And she was freaking out. And I was obviously laughing because I was like, no way, because this has happened to her before. And now it's just a story we laugh about. Even though it seemed embarrassing in the moment, it really wasn't because everyone has done stuff like that. You know, everyone stalks other people on Instagram and sometimes those things accidentally happen and it's just funny now. So we were laughing about that. So that's just something else to keep in mind. My next mindset that I think I may have talked about in a previous episode is this thing that the worst telling yourself the worst that could happen is blah, blah, blah. It's again, kind of like this overconsumption mindset that I mentioned earlier in the episode. It's being honest with yourself, saying the unbiased facts, telling yourself, if I was a stranger looking in on my life and seeing what sort of mess I'd gotten myself into, 
What would the stranger think about the situation? What would the stranger say the worst thing that could happen? About the worst thing that could happen. And I feel like this mindset really helps me to put things in perspective. A lot of times, for example, I get really nervous on the phone. Especially when I'm like talking to adults on the phone. I just, I just can't do it. Like it's so nerve-wracking for some reason. So I remember... I don't know what it was, why I had to call this business on the phone. And I was like, oh my God, what if they are like, who are you? Like, why are you so weird? But then I was like, what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is they'll say, I'm sorry, we're not interested and hang up. And that's not even bad. They would most likely be polite about it. So just being honest with myself, putting my situation in perspective helped me not to overthink as much. And... I continue to use this mindset to this day. This next thing, I guess it's not really a mindset, but I've been talking about it a lot, like a lot. In the past few episodes, I've mentioned something about complimenting people. And I think I told you guys that I was going, from then on when I made the episode, I was going to start complimenting strangers because there is nothing bad about complimenting someone. It can only make someone happier. There's no negative effects. So I have recently started doing this and I find the best place to do it at is work. Whenever I'm working and a customer comes in, if literally, if I see anything that I'm like, oh, that's so pretty or whatever, I'll just say it. I'll be like, oh, like I remember this one girl. I said, oh, I love your hair so much. She had red hair. And I swear I felt like her face lit up. Like, I feel like it made her night. And another girl, I was actually in Target in the makeup section. Surprise, surprise. And I was, I told this girl, I was like, by the way, you are so pretty. Because why wouldn't you want to hear that from a stranger? Like, that's, that's validating. That's so nice to hear, especially if that person's been having a bad day. And I love when strangers compliment me. And I feel like now that I have started to compliment people a lot more, it's been happening to me. Like, I have been getting compliments more, which is so weird because I feel like, I don't know what the average amount of compliments is, but, like, I don't get complimented by strangers on the daily. Like, that's not a normal thing. So, when I had, like, strangers at work that were just saying, like, compliments to me, I was like, wow, like... I feel like me complimenting other people sending good karma back in my direction. I remember this, see, this compliment stuck with me from a stranger. It just means so much when it's from someone who doesn't know you, you know? I was checking the stranger out and they said, your eyes are really pretty. And I was like, thank you. And then she said, it's the first thing I noticed about you when I saw you. And I literally remember it. Like, I have it in my memory just because... That's so sweet. Saying that about something is just saying that about someone. It's just so nice. And complimenting someone, it really, like, you don't understand how nice it is to hear compliments until you're complimented yourself. And then you're like, this is why I should compliment a stranger in return. It can only make someone feel better. My red flag, pers- not my personal red flag, but my red flag in other people is when I see people that don't compliment their friends, I honestly feel like, I don't know, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I don't have friends that compl, I wouldn't say I have friends that don't compliment me, 
but I know some people who are reluctant to give compliments, I would say. And it's just a red flag because if they're your friends especially, like, you have to support them, you know? You have to lift them up. And that's why I feel like if I was a parent, I would always compliment my child. And I would always compliment my family members. I would always compliment my friends. And that's why I've been trying to do that more often too, even like with my friends saying, oh, your hair is so pretty today because it just makes them feel so good. And whenever I think of a compliment now, I tell someone, well, obviously if it's like, I don't know, but if it's a good compliment, like a genuine compliment, I'll tell someone. So this is your sign to start complimenting people. Start doing it and see, see if you get that same energy in return. My next mindset that I live by is mind over matter. Mind over matter is basically laying out the facts of a situation and kind of convincing yourself it'll be okay. It's sort of this subtle optimism or subtly optimistic type of mindset. And I started using this mind over matter mindset about a few years ago. And it was when I was playing volleyball and we had to do weightlifting over the summer. And let's just say there were some mean, mean girls that when I would do weightlifting, like, they would shame me. So let's just say not the nicest people. And some t like that combined with the physical exertion it would place on my body it would make me feel nauseous. Like, I literally, every time I went weightlifting with those people, I just felt sick. I was like, I'm literally going to be sick. I cannot go in and weightlift with those people. But you just have to think about the facts of the situation. I just think about it like this. For example, what are you here for? You're here to make yourself stronger, just like everyone else. How much time is it? It's only an hour of your day. It's not going to last forever. And when I was doing something that was placing a lot of exertion on my body, for example, wall squats, I really struggle with wall squats. I would just say, how much time is this? It's just a few minutes. Just a few minutes is literally no time at all. It'll be over before you know it. Just telling yourself that, laying out the facts of a situation and saying, repeating, it was almost has become sort of my mantra, mind over matter. It's helped me so much when I'm doing difficult things like that. Even when I'm taking a test and I feel like I'm going to be sick because I'm nervous, I just say, mind over matter. The matter is that I feel sick, but if I convince myself I don't feel sick, if I convince myself and tell myself I've studied enough, I'm going to be fine, I'm going to get an A, I know I'll get an A, then that will kind of start to convince my body that I don't feel sick and it'll make me feel better. And I actually owe to my mom because she was the one who kind of gave me this mindset. And I have never forgotten it. I always say that now, even when I'm like working out to this day, say mind over matter. Okay, my next, I guess this isn't a mindset. This is just a fact that my subconscious somehow knows. I don't know. And it's that if you're nervous for a test, you haven't studied enough. And I feel like this is so true for me at least because I literally only get testing anxiety when I just haven't done enough. 
Like when I'm doing my AP exams, when I walked into my AP Gov exam, I was so prepared for that thing. I didn't even process. I was taking like an actual end of course exam. I went in, took the exam and was done because I know I had prepared myself well. But there have been other assignments in school, other tests and stuff. Like I remember this physics quiz, I think. I just did not study that much and I knew I should have studied more. Like I was not prepared enough and I could feel it. Like my subconscious was saying, you have not studied enough because I felt sick. Like I literally felt my heart dropping in my chest. And that's just like my own subconscious thing. It's not even, I wouldn't even call that a mindset. Like that's just a fact for me at least. And maybe for you too. Or I know some people have testing anxiety over any test, no matter how much they've studied. But for me, it's like, if I'm nervous, it's my subconscious telling me I didn't do enough to prepare, which is kind of terrifying because I'm like, oh, okay, so not only not only am I feeling sick, but I know the reason I'm feeling sick is because my mind internally knows that I'm not prepared for this. So not the most relieving thing, but whatever. The last thing I want to say is kind of this mindset that I don't believe in. It's the one that I feel strongly about that I can think of right now. And it's this everything happens for a reason mindset. I feel like this is very situational. You can say everything happens for a reason when you meet the love of your life in a fast food restaurant. But it's very insensitive to say everything happens for a reason when, like, someone's family member dies. Because that just sucks, you know? And so, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on that. I don't really like when people say everything happens for a reason because if you are using that as a wide umbrella for all situations, then everything does not happen for a reason. Like, sometimes terrible things happen and that's just awful. Like, that shouldn't have happened. But sometimes it's everything happens for a reason when you're thinking about an experience that made you stronger in the end. I guess maybe you could say that, but I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like I try not to say I don't know and not give my true opinion on something. I would say that it depends on the situation for applying this mindset of everything happens for a reason. But I do think for things like maybe not getting into your dream college, I think everything happens for a reason applies to that because oftentimes you go to a different college or something and you end up meeting the best people or discovering your passion or whatever. But saying everything happens for a reason when like someone, someone's family member or friend or whatever passes away, I just feel like that's really insensitive. So I don't know. That's the one mindset I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. But overall, I really enjoyed this episode, and I might make a part two, like a while later, um, when I think of enough of more mindsets that I live by. But those are some mindsets that I live by. I hope you can apply them to your own life, or maybe find some comfort in them. Don't forget to check out the website if you haven't already, and thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you next time.